0: Welcome to the Zadok Podcast, where we explore the scriptures through creativity and tell stories of beauty from the ashes. Come and join us on this pilgrimage as we seek the Father's heart through Yeshua, the way, the truth, and the life.
1: Shalom, friends, and welcome to the Zadok Podcast. We're so happy to have you here tonight. We've got a special guest on the show. My name is Edgar.
0: And I'm Carmen Tehila.
1: And yeah, we just really like to thank every listener out of the bottom of our hearts. We've had such a great response to the show ever since we started, about a month ago, now more or less, yeah, we've. I think we've had over hundred, hundred and something plays, and people all over the world have contacted us, and yeah, we we just had such a, such a great response from all over the planet. So we thank everybody for for listening. And today's show is so special. We've got a great guest in the studio, and Carmen is going to introduce the guest.
0: Yes. So today we have the honor of interviewing Rita McPherson. Welcome, Rita. Wow, thank you so much for having me <laughs> tonight. Yeah, so I'm just going to take a moment to introduce you. Now, Rieta, mm-hmm. first of all, she's a daughter of the Most High King. Oh, and then she's a wife and a mother, and then she's an author also. A bit of her background, um, in 2004, uh, Rieta and the family were involved in a near-fatal car accident. And although, although their eldest son sustained a serious brain injury that left him in a coma for months afterwards, and it was during that time that he had a supernatural encounter with God in heaven and came back with a message. And he said, Mommy, I need to tell the world that Jesus is alive. So this incident mm-hmm. ignited a flame within Rieta and the Rieta family's heart for the bride of Christ to prepare herself for the bridegroom. They have written numerous uh, books with this message as the foundation. Rieta also travels the world as a Christian public sp- speaker, proclaiming the coming of the King of Kings. Rieta, yeah, we're just so happy to have you here today.
2: Thank you. It's um, really for me an honor just to just to present who God is. You know, we just He's vessels of honor for the Master's use. At the end of the day, this is what we are and who we are. So Mm. when we speak tonight about a testimony, this is what it is. Mm. It's a testimony. It's whatever is on your plate, what you do with that. Mm. You know, Mm. you can become bitter or better. Mm. And in every circumstance in life, we have a choice. And, you know, when the word of God says, I hold before you life and death, blessing and cursing, you choose. We're going to be constantly daily have to make decisions. And even in bad, bad times, we're going to have to make decisions. It's very, very easy to feel sorry for yourself. It's really so easy. But when you look at God, you know, the word of God for me is the answer. It's my GPS. Now the word always guides us what to do. So yes, the accident for us was a vital change in our lives because I thought I was a Christian. I called myself a Christian. Um until the day of the accident, uh, the night when the accident happened, it was really like my alabaster jar broke open and all the thick walls around my heart. You know, Yeshua asked us and he says, you need to be circumcised. Your heart needs to be circumcised. But many a time the religion walls are so thick. That night, when my heart really broke in, in pieces for the first time, my spirit man cried out to God, and God is spirit, so we connect spirit to spirit. So that night, even it was the worst day of my life, became the best day of my life because I could hear his voice and I knew he was right there. And ever since nothing was the same so when he just speak in the word and says, circumcise your heart sometimes the things of the world are also used it's not from god but it can be used to break our hardened hearts
1: mm. well, Rita, that's such so, so a powerful word i just want to ask um just for the listeners you said you know you were uh, a typical christian so, if you can just maybe sketch that picture for the listeners that maybe have not read the book yet, just just the state of your um, your spiritual state at that stage, um, when you say you you were like a nominal Christian basically, um, but, I, but
2: I I think the thing is that there's a huge difference between mm-hmm. knowing about God and no know God.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Knowing about God is what I would call religion. So religion put us back into works and religion put us back into strife. But the day when Yeshua really takes His position in our hearts and we take our positions up in Him and we become seated in heavenly places and we realize that I'm a citizen of heaven, the things of the world grow dull and our lives change. You see, the law and the strife, it's just part of walls that we still build. I've seen in my life that the more religious and the more legalistic people become, it's because they hide. So that night, God actually revealed my true condition of my heart. And I saw that night that even though I went to church every Sunday and I did all those religion things, I was really afar from God. And that closeness means that I have a love relationship with God. But you cannot have that if you don't know God. So I didn't know God. I knew about him. So I didn't know much about the Father. I didn't know much about Abba. Mm -hmm. And that night, you know what? It's 18 years back. (laughs) It's 18 years back. But when I speak about that night, it's overwhelming for me because that night, I met my father, and everything changed when I met my father. It's like the prodigal son. He was waiting for us. So many times, you know, we all have prodigals somewhere. I meet so many people that have their prodigal children, and they are waiting for those children, and they are looking out for the road every day for that prodigal children. And I feel that's how God feels about us. And he's waiting. He's really waiting. And that day when I met him, I, he guided me to find my, my son's body. He, he had no pulse. And it was really just God that kept him alive. And many things happened there. But my journey from hospital, 12 days on, I sat in front of that bed. And I could hear God's voice every day. And he was leading me, and right there in front of his bed, he started teaching me how to connect with our spirit. And I think this is one of the greatest luck that we as Christians have. We don't connect with our spirit. Many times people's spirits are asleep. It's like Lazarus. You know, the disciples said to Jesus, leave him. He's asleep. And Jesus says, we can't just leave him because he's going to die. If our spirits don't wake up. We're going to die. It's worse to die spiritual than to die physical. Yes. You know, many times people will say, but I'm breathing. I have life. No, you don't have life unless you have the Zoe life of Christ within you, unless you have his breath within you. So in front of that bed for 12 days, they put him on all the machines and the Lord said to me, speak to his spirit. Speak to his spirit in the name of Jesus through the blood of the Lamb. Speak to his spirit, man. You know, Lazarus had a name. Trauma has a name. Addiction has a name. Speak to, speak to the mountain, Speak to your spirit. Speak. And there God started teaching me the power of our words. The confession of God's will and the word in faith. So there's so much power in us confessing the word, speaking the word. You see, the word is God's will. The will is God's, the, uh, his will is his word. People ask me often, so how would I know what's God's will? It's his word. But we, we don't love God's word enough. We speak all kinds of things, but not God's word. God's word prepares us for a, for a hard life, you know. He did yeah, it's true. He went and he suffered, but we as Christians have sometimes beliefs that, no, I'm not going to go through anything mm-hmm. difficult. That's a lie. If you look at the disciples and what they've been through. So yeah. right there, he taught me about faith and he taught me that faith is not what you see, but what you hope for. And right there, God started teaching me about the eternal life that we are citizens of a different kingdom. We are not from here. And I see how people suffer here because we can't see through it all.
0: Yeah, it's true. uh, Everything that you say, it reminds me about two things. The one is um, how we are made in God's image. And that is why it's so powerful for us to speak things because these He literally spoke the earth into being. And so, if we can grasp the fact that we're truly children of the Most High and made in His image, and that we have to operate in that same way, um, then it's different. And I think we, as you said, like we, we almost fall asleep just by, we're lulled asleep with the lullabies of daily life Mm -hmm. if we're not um, actively, um, Making sure our spirit is awake. And even for me, like what you just said, it's like, wow, I, um, I know for myself as well, being a mom with three, three little ones at home and homeschooling, and there's just so many responsibilities. And it's so easy for one's spirit to just almost, it's almost like we push it back because there's so many things that need to happen in the physical, but it takes discipline and, and, um, yeah, just that, Just discipline because then that's striving again, but just pursuing that love within us for Mm four years, Yeshua, because we do love him. It's not that um yeah, it's it's but it's just like after you've been married for a few years, (laughs) you still love Mm -hmm. each other, but it's so easy to just get into the routine of life and um and you, it's it's something that we need to work on. It's like a garden that we need to mm-hmm. we need to grow it and we need to make sure there's no um, weeds. weeds growing. Mm. Thank you. Um so, yes, I, I think it's the same thing. And th- that takes me back to my second point. It it um, I'm so so much reminded of Pesach just being um, past us mm-hmm. Um just Yeshua in the garden and and how he truly prayed. And he was he was in such agony. With what he knew was coming and mm-hmm. um just the rejection and the hurt that he was he faced al- already in that moment and i i've come to realize that it's it's a privilege in a weird way it's so upside down if if things happen to us and the father can use it for his good and for our good and for his kingdom and for the message that he wants us to um to portray and the, for us to become vessels hmm. of what he wants us to be, it's like we become one within him in that suffering when we go through suffer, suffering and we choose to say, "For um, please use this." Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to um, just wanted to add See, that
2: that that love. I read in in Proverbs twenty three verse seventy says burn with unrelenting passion as you mm-hmm. worship God in awe. Mm-hmm. So burn with unrelenting passion. We need the passion. That's the difference between a love relationship with God mm-hmm. and just religion. the passion. Yes. Now, the passion is not just for the world that we are living in. That passion is an eternal journey. It's eternal. He didn't just love us for what we're going to get out of him here on earth. He loved us for eternity, for an eternal pathway. He loved us even though we didn't even deserve any of this. He loved us. Now, in that moment where I faced all this pain and things, you know, people would have said to me, and and I can talk a lot about this because I walked it for 18 years now, but sometimes people think, you know, I can manipulate God. If I do this and this, he will do this and that. This is not what passionate love is about, that you love me because I have to do this. We just need to love God unconditionally, love God. Whether or not things work out the way we want it, we still need to love God. So it's not a question of what did I get? It's what did I become?
1: Oh, that's so wonderful. Uh, I'm just thinking, um, it's, it's such a tough space to be in, you know, after your, your child has been in such an accident and you go through all that trauma. And I can see how Abba has given you certain, uh, keys now to unlock people that are going through that same struggle. And I, I think the deeper thing is the attributes of the father and, and what he has shown you. And I, I want to ask, What were the specific attributes of the Lord that you saw during that period of your life?
2: Well, that is, this is so beautiful. You know, we can forever and we will be forever be busy with, if you just think of the names of God, Yahweh, Mm. Elohim, Most High God, all His names. There are so many of His names and every name of Him has a meaning Every one of those names we need to pursue and we need to become one with and not know about that name, but taste of him, taste of his goodness, taste of his mercy, taste of his passion, taste of his kindness. He's a good father who loves his children, slow to anger, abounding in love. They are just the word is filled with who God Yahweh Elohim is. Now, if you wake me up 12 o'clock at night and you ask me, Rieta, who is God Yahweh to you? The first thing I would say to you, is, a good father. Oh, man. Okay. He is good. I don't care what we go mm. through. I've been through hell and back many times. I've seen death <laughs> so many mm. times in my life. I looked death so many times in, my, in the eyes. And until till this day, I can say to you, he is a good father. People say to me, somebody said today to me in, in the kingdom coaching, but how could God do this? And how, if he is so good, how could he, how could he? It's just because you don't know God. God does not bring cancer. God does not give accidents. God doesn't have that to give. So it's because we don't know him. So the day when I entered the first time in my life in his presence, I was so dry. I tell you, I was so dry. I, my whole being was drinking of his love because his name is love. He is love. When you find God, you find love. He is love. He is compassion. He is kind. He is merciful. But he also is righteous. He is just. So there's so many attributes. You know, he says in the word, if we as parents don't direct and help our children in the right path, they will end up in hell. So he also directs us, correct us. He never lies. So I think my life changed when I met God. You need to have one second in the presence of the Most High God, and your life will just never, ever, ever, yeah. ever in your life be the same. Yeah,
0: that's true.
2: Never. And the, the circumstances that I was in his presence wasn't good. But, you know, when, I, when I, I got up from my face there, very interesting, when Moses met him, he was on his face. When Elijah met him, he was on his face. That's a place, you know, that you can take in. Very interesting. You won't be in that place and nothing happened. So, when you one with God, you look at the natural circumstances different because you know that nothing what we see is permanent. And we know we're not from here. So, I, I really believe that the law of confession, you know, speaking mm. God's word, it's, it's kind of a mystery to the modern believer. Um, God says, to the, Jesus said to the disciples, Yeshua said, I want to teach you the mysteries of the kingdom. For those who are in me, I will teach the mysteries of the kingdom. But for those outside, I will speak in parables. Mm. So when we come so close He wanted to teach us his laws of his kingdom, which is different than religion laws. Those those kingdom principles, when you use them, you are changed. Do you hear me? You are changed. We so much also always want to do something because if I do this, I'm going to get this. But for God, it's about his image in us. For him, it's to get us into maturity. Those three children of yours, you want them to be mature sons of God. The whole creation is seeking and waiting for us to be mature sons of God. Hmm. So those mysteries. Um, and I believe Satan will try everything to keep us from walking in that revelations. And because then we are dangerous for his kingdom when we do. So yeah, I really think we the closer and you know it's just something that you ask God Lord, I want to know you more. Mm. I want to know you more from spirit to spirit.
1: That's very cool. Um I, I wanted to ask something like on a practical note. It's uh you said, you know, taste taste is goodness, taste is kindness, taste those attributes, but on a practical note, um how do people actually do that? If if some person says, hey, "Yeah, I want that. I want to connect with god i want that deeper relationship how do they actually do that
2: first of all like you know the word says give your life to jesus and when we give our life to jesus we give us heart our spirit heart now you spoke tonight about that garden now that garden is our spiritual garden it can be also inherited our iniquity all of those things are together in that garden and that garden needs to be cleaned up now if you fill that garden with yourself and you sit on the throne of that garden in that place, God will never force Himself there. It's where you start saying, Lord, I surrender. I surrender everything. Mm-hmm. I bring, I'm not going to hold on to my life. I lay down my life. I lay down everything. You know how many times in this 18 years, we have seen how now Aldo's gonna die. Now he's gonna die. In the, this first year of COVID, he went back into a coma for three months. And I could see, okay, life is leaving him. And all that I did is confessing God's word. I just confessed God's mm. word. That's all that I said. God, I surrender. Your will be done in his life. No one can steal his life. You have the last say over him. Confess the word of God. And through that all, when you surrender everything and you clean up and you clean up, there's more space for him to enter in. And then your spirit becomes alive. He said to Timothy, Timothy was training his body, which is nothing wrong to train your body. Please keep on doing it, but that should not be your first priority. So Paul was saying to Timothy, I see that you are exercising so much. He says, it's a good thing, but here's a key. Rather train your spirit in godliness because that's got value for now and eternity. So training your spirit means let your spirit become more alive than your flesh. How can I start? Start being baptized with the Spirit of God. Start being baptized and filled with the Spirit and speaking your tongue. Speak more in your tongue than your native language. Exercise and train that spiritual muscles. Train it with obedience. John says in John fifteen, he says, "Because I love you, I want to obey you." Just because I love you, and you know what then things can still not work out. That's okay. You know, it's okay. Mm. Not the end of the world. God doesn't need to do everything our way.
0: Yeah, it's just that surrendering, as you say. Just, um, it's so beautiful, Yeshua taught us to pray in, in saying, not my will, but your will be done. And absolutely it sounds so simple, but it's so powerful to just be in that space because that's where we proclaim that we we trust in him, we fully trust in him when you say, Not my will, but your will. Exactly. Be done. And it's exactly. it's easier said than done because our flesh gets in the way. You know, the moment you say that it's almost like there's a few things that run away and you're like, Oh no, not that. You know, I want to take that back. That's what our flesh does. <laughs> Yes, But we need to train that within our hearts and our spirit to go like, no, because I know that it's safer, it's safer and better in the hands of the Father, that loving, faithful Father, than it is in my hands.
2: You know the scripture um, in Revelation 12 that says they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives until mm. death. This is the place where we need to enter. In an hour of that place, we can surrender. And sure. true surrender means, Lord, your will. And whatever we face, it's not that we don't have faith. It's not that we give up. It's we walk the walk of faith. But, Lord, your will. Your will. Yeah. And, you know, it took me a couple of years in my life before I could get there. You know,
0: it's that training that you spoke of that um – Constantly, exactly. like when you have to train for a marathon or something. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so Rieta, in, in this season of life, um, what is ABBA currently laying on your heart?
2: You know, I really believe um, so many things have changed in the realm of the spirit. I just came back from the USA and I really have a heart for them um, to intercede for them. And um, I think God is, he wants us to fulfill our highest calling and to really be conformed in the image of Christ. Mm. So I would call that maturity. He's really preparing his bride and he wants a mature bride. And so many times I see that, you know, you can walk the journey with God for years, but there's still not a maturity in that. There's still law, there's still religion where we did not enter into that place of maturity with him. And I really believe that he is preparing now his pride and and time is running out, you know, time is really running out. And we should really take any opportunity and every opportunity to use that and say, Lord, change me, Lord, Mm. take out which is not from you. And it's not saying that we're not going to face difficulties. We are, but we need to really, whatever we go through, it's, you know, it's training. It's training. I think mm. of Sadrach, Mezach and Abednego, how they were in the fire. They walked in the fire because they have to walk it through. We have to mm. walk through this world. I see many Christians that now just want to lock themselves up somewhere and wait until Yeshua's coming. <laughs> No, that's not what he said yeah. in his word. He says, the harvest is ready. Go, yeah. go get them. Bring yes. them Amen. in. Bring in the harvest. Yeah. So, yes, we need to run this race of faith. Mm. We can't stop. We, There's a crown for the overcomer.
1: I oh, mean, that's so true. Uh, I'm just seeing this picture of um, a mother with a lot of toddlers around her, and, and it's as if some people in the faith don't want to grow up they want to be those toddlers and they tend to cause a lot of chaos because they don't want to grow up but if you add some mature people maybe older kids to that picture that picture Mm -hmm. seems a lot more wholesome and controllable and um, as if the mother can function so i think it's so it's so um necessary for for people in the faith to start maturing growing up and and really not not uh, being um reliant on someone else to bring them the word but seek the word themselves and seek Abba in the morning themselves um yet before we close this this has been so helpful and wonderful and edifying for us and i'm sure for the listeners as well um where can people reach you
2: my website is www.rietta r-e-t-a-h rietta mcpherson mc ncom and um I'm on Instagram and Facebook and yeah, they can contact me with, um, we have a kingdom coaching that people booked around the world and we pray together and we see God move in wonderful ways. So for me, I am so excited just to take your hands. And tonight for me was just the kingdom and the body of Christ coming together and bringing this good news of Jesus who lives um, he's our God and he's our advocate. He's our everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you're listening to us tonight and you have made your plans, how you're going to run this race and how you're going to do it. I want to encourage you to surrender every step of this journey to God. The word says, go ahead and make all the plans you want. But it's the Lord who will ultimately direct your steps. So ask him. Lord, direct my steps. Lord, I want to experience you in a deeper way. Lord, my desire is not to get what I want. My desire is to be in your image and likeness, that you can use me as a vessel of honor for the master's use. And may the Lord come tonight and just circumcise our hearts, our ears, and put self on our eyes that we can see Mm. and truly see, you know, not what we want to see, but truly see.
1: Thank you, Rieta. Thank you for your time. And yeah, thank you for the message that you brought um, to the listeners. Yeah, we really appreciate um, what you've said tonight.
0: Oh, I, I truly feel
1: encouraged.
0: <laughs> it was... Um,
1: Carmen's got the biggest smile on her face. It's like...
0: <laughs> you know, Rieta... You know what? <laughs> the word says that living water must flow out of us. And I think sometimes we all have moments where we're just so thirsty. Like I, I'm in a season where it's just in in the natural realm i'm just uh, really tired and <laughs> thirsty mm. <laughs> and um yeah it felt like i was just coming to that springs of living water that's the spirit just flowing and the word just flowing out of you and um, i know that there's listeners out there that that must feel the same like um and i think that's what he wants for us as well to go out and all of us have that living water within us because the world out there is so thirsty and they need to drink from His living
2: water. So yeah, just thank you. You so know much. well when you go down to a spring, you have to bow down to put your head in that spring sure. to really get that sweet water. So that water is there for all of us, but we need to go down and yes. go lower. And I think sometimes even in religion it takes us higher and puffs us up, mm. but. Um, and, you know, to have the joy of the Lord and to have the living waters, not saying that everything is perfect in your life. It is that you become stronger in the Lord with all his might. And this is the place where he wants us to be in his might, in the authority of Christ, in the place that he's prepared for us. But what I want to say to both of you, you know, I'm a mom and my oldest son just turned 30 uh, Sunday and, um, I look at you too. And I just want to say as a parent, I'm so, so proud of you. I'm really so proud of you. You are a new generation that God is raising up. And it's wonderful to know that we can give a baton over to you guys and that you are the Joshua's and the Caleb's and that you're not afraid and to stand up for the truth and to bring the truth. So I just honor you guys and run the race of faith. God loves you
1: thank you you. Uh, it's uh, such a scarce word actually from older people to say that so i really appreciate it um (laughs) thank you and yeah thank you for listening um yeah we just want to encourage you guys to check out the the blogs on the dog.com and also the podcast and yeah some of the podcasts will be loaded onto our youtube page and then we live and move and have our being
0: shalom friends shalom Shalom. Thank you for joining us on the Zadok podcast. For more info, blogs, music, or other creative content, visit our website at zadok.com.